Welcome to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you ace your exams at school and university through the psychology of high performance and the science of studying smarter, not harder. It's my pleasure to introduce your host, the Cambridge-trained memory psychologist and exam success coach, William Wadsworth! Hello and welcome to the Exam Study Experts podcast. Last week, uh, we met a student in the final three weeks before her exam, and we had a really interesting conversation about some of the things you can do in the final weeks leading up to big exams to maximise your mark. Today, I want to bring the conversation about exam success right up to the very day of the exam itself and talk about what it takes to bring home the biggest score possible when you're actually sitting there in the exam hall itself. Now, I teach many components to exam technique, uh, the psychology of performing under pressure, how to improve memory recall in an exam, uh, specific hacks for different kinds of questions in exams, whether it's exam essay-style questions, multiple-choice questions, numerical problem-based questions, and more. But one of the most important bits I have at uh, but one of the most important bits of advice on exam taking I have to offer is your strategy for dealing with especially challenging questions. So let's spend a little bit of time today unpacking some of the mindset tips and practical steps so that you have the tools you need to rise to the moment when that particularly tough question pops up. I'm talking the sort of question where you're really going beyond the standard theory or usual critique uh, or analysis framework and really having to think about how to apply what you've learned in the course to a novel or unusual situation. I'm talking about the sort of questions where you're not just plugging values into the standard equations, but having to scratch your head and come up with a new and creative way to get to the right answer. A little backstory for you just before I get into the practical tips. So back in my own school days, uh, like all kids here in the UK, uh, the first really big set of exams I remember were the GCSEs, which we take here in the UK, age kind of 16 or so. Now, the year before I was due to take my GCSEs, if I'm remembering this right, um, there had been a bit of a storm in the in the press about exam boards setting particularly challenging exams. And I think there were stories in the papers about students coming out of exams, you know, crying, having not known what to do and it being quite different to what they'd practiced and, and so on. So the following year, when it was my turn to take exams, I think mindful of what had happened the year before, our school head gave us a little pep talk. Uh, he made the point that everyone is in the same boat if the exam ends up being especially tough that year. And that means, at least when it comes to major national public exams like the GCSEs I was taking, the overall curve is shifted down. In other words, you don't need to score as many raw marks on the paper to earn a certain exam grade versus other years. So if you normally need, say, an 80% to score an A, maybe if it's a really challenging paper, you only need, I don't know, 70%. Many universities also use this same kind of concept to smooth out, uh, you know, variations in paper difficulty over the years. Uh, so it's fair to all students, no matter what year you're in, uh, in terms of what degree class you end up coming out of college or university with. This can be quite reassuring to remember when you're facing a challenging paper in the moment. But what makes the difference between students who get the A and those who fall short is often how they respond to challenge. 
At best, that means finding a way through a challenging question in its entirety and somehow figuring it all out. But even if you can't do that, it might simply mean steadying your uh, anxiety and your nerves enough to engage with the question in some meaningful way and to at least pick up some early marks for it. It might often be those straightforward few marks. It might be relatively straightforward to score them when you get into it. Uh, and, And it might be those first few marks that you score that makes the difference between the final grade you come out with, particularly if the curve has been sort of shifted down, as I was describing earlier. You might be able to earn those marks simply by writing down like the core theory or a definition or an equation, you know, the usual perspective, whatever the basics of that topic are. You might pick up a valuable mark or two for showing that you do know the fundamentals, even if you haven't quite figured out how to apply to them. It might also mean working consciously and deliberately to contain the stress uh, to the genuinely hard question or questions rather than letting it spread like a contagion through the whole paper. In other words, you don't let that tricky question or questions phase you uh, and, and put you off your game when it comes to answering other questions which are perfectly normal in terms of their standard. There's one mantra that I kept in my head throughout my whole exam-taking career. It was something that came from uh, my also school days. It was my chemistry teacher this time, and they still ring loud in my ears whenever I think about exam-taking. He, he used to say, be greedy for marks. Be greedy for marks. It's just such a helpful little phrase to have. It, at least it was for me. Uh, you know, be greedy for marks. That's the attitude of a champion. That's the attitude that when the question is easy, you make absolutely sure that you leave nothing on the table. You squeeze out every last mark you can, put down everything you know, don't leave any stone unturned. And then it's the attitude that, you know, when the going gets a bit tougher, when the questions are are, are tricky and you can't figure it out at first, you persevere and you see what you can make of the question. Maybe even you end up surprising yourself by how far through that question you can get, or at the very least, as I was saying a moment ago, picking up a mark or two for showing that you know the fundamentals of that area, that topic. I think that concept of having some kind of mental mantra, a little phrase or incantation, if you will, that you come back to in times of challenge, in times of strife, is a really helpful one. You're looking for a mantra that sort of instantly triggers like a positive can-do mindset, cutting through fear and doubt to help you step up and perform. For me, it was greedy for marks, being greedy for marks, that, that worked well for me. I came another ver- uh, came across another great version of this same kind of concept recently from elite athlete uh, Lauren Stedman. She's quite well known, at least here in the UK. Uh, she was one of our gold medal winners in the Tokyo Olympics and went on to star in Strictly Come Dancing, uh, which you may know as Dancing with the Stars if you're over in the States or, or, or elsewhere around the world. Uh, I actually had the honour of sharing a virtual stage with Lauren as we were both presenting at a live uh, YouTube uh, at a live YouTube event uh, the week before last on revising and taking exams. I was talking about uh, effective study habits, of course, learning strategy and exam technique, uh, and Lauren did a really nice piece all about mindset and mental fortitude as relates to exams. I did actually pop her an invite to come on the podcast because I thought she was great and I really wanted to bring her on. Um, but uh, she's a pretty busy lady, so I don't know quite how that invite will land and whether we'll be able to convince her to come on. But uh, watch that space just in case we do manage it. Anyway, uh, I will share perhaps my favourite bit of her talk, which was about her own mental mantra that she used, uh, that, that her coach had, had had kind of worked on with her, uh, that she used in moments in races and competitions for when things get tough. 
And it was this, have the heart of a lion. Heart of a lion, that's her mental mantra that triggers, you know, digging deep, really, really deep and rising to the moments no matter what. You know, when there's a competitor coming up behind you in the final stages of the race, heart of a lion, unbelievable courage and strength that sees you through no matter what the adversity. So if you prefer when things get a bit rocky for you in the exam, heart of a lion, my friends, steady yourself, muster your courage, dig deep. You've got this heart of a lion. Be greedy for marks. That mental side, I think, is a really important side of the battle. But then there's the question of what you actually do when things get tough. So let's talk about some of the practical things, like what do you actually do in the moment uh, to try and make sense of challenging questions? It's going to depend a little bit on the type of question you're looking at, uh, but here are five handy ideas. Some of them relate to specific kinds of questions, some of them are a little bit more general. Number one, break it down. Stop trying to answer it all in one go and split it up into the component parts. For example, write down what you do know, if anything, for different components of the question. Take languages, for instance. Say you're trying to translate a sentence and you only know bits of it. Well, write out that sentence in rough. Translate the bits you do know underneath. And then where you're not sure, maybe take some guesses or write down multiple options for the word you're not sure about. See if you can see a a, a version of the translation that makes some kind of sense based on the little bits and pieces you've managed to piece together. Or try making a little table to evaluate different components of the question in turn. For example, what different disease each symptom in a set of symptoms might indicate to help you hone in on your suggested diagnosis. Number two, start by writing down the obvious. That might be the information the question in the self gives the question itself gives you. It might be what the question is asking for. It might be some kind of fundamentals about that topic, a definition, an equation. For numerical problems in science and maths, for example, you could start by writing down uh, the list of terms that the question contains. Um, You might then check the formula booklet if you've got one available or check your memory for a formula that relates at least some of the terms you've just written down. Maybe you can even do uh, an initial calculation that gets you part of the way. Even if that hasn't solved the full problem yet, that might score you some marks by itself. And sometimes, once you've done that, it may then be clear how to solve the rest of the question. The same idea works for non-numerical problems too. So start by listing what the question gives you, key information, key insights, uh, key observations from the question uh, about the text or the situation you're presented with. Again, that might prompt some ideas about where to go next. And even if it doesn't, just stating the obvious sometimes uh, can even be mark worthy in some circumstances. Don't let the unfamiliar scenario put you off. Go back to the principles or rules you know, and then apply brain power carefully and methodically to see if you can come up with a plausible solution. Number three, be creative about the sequencing. Can you work backwards from an answer you know or believe to be true? Or can you make a guess at an early stage in a question that might allow you to pick up error carried forward marks for later steps that you can do? Number four, Just sometimes what you've learned on your course can be a barrier to getting the answer right. Step back and ask yourself, if I hadn't taken this course just based on common sense or like through the eyes of a child without any knowledge of the course, what answer might you come up with? 
An example of this point in action, uh, and this was taken from a science paper sat by uh, UK 16-year-olds, so it was, a, it was a GCSE paper sort of back in the day, uh, and the question asked, suggest why inventors used a mixture of copper and silver, and it was about properties of metals and conductivity and, and something. Um, only 10% of students actually got the mark in this question, and it wasn't anything to do with the physical properties of the metals. they both conduct electricity, copper and silver. It was simply for stating that pure silver would have been too expensive. That probably wasn't an explicit point that was covered in your chemistry lessons. Uh, Examiners were asking you to draw on kind of general knowledge that silver is a more expensive metal. The moral of the story, if a question makes you go, huh? Try writing down some aspects of the topic that seem relevant, as we've said, and then step back to think whether there are any unusual left-field deductions the examiner might expect you to make. Through the eyes of a child, draw on your common sense, see what you might come up with. And then finally, number five, come back to it later. Sometimes the power of fresh eyes, just a little later on in that exam, can unlock an insight that isn't coming to you in the moment. That's happened to me time and time again, as it has for any seasoned exam taker. So if at first you don't succeed, don't be afraid to beat a tactical retreat, go and work on some other stuff in the meantime, and then revisit it a little later on. You might be surprised what comes back to you then. So break it down, start by writing down the obvious, be creative about sequencing, check on sense, come back to it later. Be greedy for all the marks you can find. Have the heart of a lion when it gets tough. It's all about going the extra mark extra mile and finding those opportunities to engage with tricky questions uh, and going that little bit extra squeezing as much as you can out of that paper and remember if you're finding a particular question tough or even the whole paper is is pretty challenging compared to what you're expecting chances are plenty of other people will be in the same boat too if nothing else never ever leave a question blank assuming you're in the vast majority of cases that you don't have a negatively marked paper where you lose marks for wrong answers. That's generally not the case. Uh, so assuming that's that's true for you, then always, always put down at least, at the very least, an educated, sensible, plausible guess. Could just about maybe write. And hey, you never know. If you do that a handful of times across your exam or different exam papers, you might just strike lucky once or twice. And that could be the mark or the marks that just make the difference between one grade and another grade, pushing you over a grade boundary and getting you that higher score. Let other students give up. You strive to push through, do what you can and give yourself the best possible chance of success. And if today's conversation has whetted your appetite for more on exam technique, I've actually got a live workshop coming up that you may be interested in. And if you're listening to this in the future, a replay will be available. It's called Outsmart Your Exams Live, uh, and it's loosely based on some of my favourite lessons from the book of the same name, Outsmart Your Exams, but this time brought to life in a live, interactive, play-along-at-home workshop, where we can work through some of the important planning exercises in real time together, and you can get my guidance and input on how to apply the ideas to your specific situation. You'll leave the workshop with a clear set of game plans and cheat sheets for managing the days around your exams, as well as how you approach the exam itself. Some pretty important tactics coming into play, which we'll be talking all about in the workshop. I'm also going to be talking about handling the pressure, uh, important aspects of mindset, uh, including a live demonstration experiment game thing uh, that kind of demonstrates the effect of pressure on your thinking uh, and then breaking down some of the most important strategies to manage that in the exam. So you can bring your A game when it matters most. 
As with all of my live workshops, a replay is included if you can't make it live or if you're listening to the episode uh, in in months and years to come. Uh, And uh, there will also be a series of short, on-demand, bite-sized exam hacks videos, uh, including hacks for multiple choice questions, building mental stamina, even physical stamina for long exams, memory tricks to facilitate recall and specific advice for different kinds of exam question, how to approach exam essays, tips on numerical or problem-based questions, hacks for multiple choice and more. So the live workshop is is kind of focused on the planning exercises and, and preparing you for exam success. Uh, and then I follow that up with uh, a bunch of on-demand bite-sized videos, uh, breaking down some of my other favourite little tricks to help you boost your score even further in the exam. It's time to take your exam scores to new heights. It's time to turn exam day success from lottery to science. The results of your dreams could be within your reach. Let's make sure you've achieved what you've earned. For more information and to save your seat, head to examstudyexpert.com forward slash exam success. That's examstudyexpert.com forward slash exam success. I look forward to seeing you at the live workshop or enrolling in the course very soon. Remember, if you are a study not smarter network member uh, you enjoy free access to this course as part of your membership as with all of my classes throughout the year uh, so if you're a study smarter network member simply check your email for joining info about uh, this upcoming workshop and if you're interested in joining the study smarter network yourself uh, and getting free access to outsmart your exams as well as all the other things throughout the year uh, you can learn all about it and enroll today over at examstudyexpert.com forward slash network uh, and i'll put both of those links in the show description for you thank you so much for listening today it's been a real pleasure to have you with us and i hope you've got some handy tips and tricks for rising to the occasion when the going gets tough in exams As always, I want to wish you every success in your exams. I will be rooting for you. Good luck.